0: This July 4th, from Angel Studios, the force behind his only son and the chosen, comes an extraordinary true story of courage and redemption. Starring Jim Caviezel, the actor renowned for his unforgettable portrayal of Jesus and the Passion, and Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino. Inspired by remarkable acts of bravery, Sound of Freedom unveils the breathtaking true events of a dangerous mission to save young innocent lives. Sound of Freedom. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Go to angel.com slash freedom for tickets. Only in theaters July 4th. We'll
3: Buy one sec, get another one, absolutely free. Or get my classic premium MyPillow and get another one. Absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products.
1: That's mypillow.com, promo code KMC. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters.
0: Kevin uh, McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough.
1: Coming up, we'll take a check of the market as it is Monday. We normally do that. But we've also got uh, the biggest breaking stories from over the weekend. And we hope that you'll stay with us this full hour on Kevin McCullough Radio.
2: Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at
3: townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people
0: think.
2: Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can. And he's playing
3: the role. As, uh,
0: as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio.
1: All right. Uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, so glad that you're here. I, I, I have got a number of things that uh, strike me as personally interesting uh, from the weekend that I would like to talk about at some point on some level. We are going to uh, try to get into a little bit of the um, the response or the, what the response should be from the government to those awful, deadly fires that took place in um Lahaina, uh, Maui, uh, Hawaii over the weekend or late last week. Actually, they were they were burning for a few days, Um, but now close to 100 people confirmed dead. And there are still, I think, upwards of a thousand people missing that um, that is concerning. And there's a lot of. There's a lot of rumors uh, floating around social media and other things as to how the fire got started. Uh, We don't we don't actually I don't have any evidence one way or the other of how it did. But whatever you want to say about the uh, the fire itself and the people that are missing and what has happened, there are two things that I think are very disturbing. And one of them is the comments of the governor of Hawaii and one of them are the comments of the president uh, of the United States. Let me start with the governor of Hawaii on Instagram late last night. I started seeing a number of people reposting uh, a statement from the governor of Hawaii, something along the lines of we've been waiting to get our hands on this land for some time. We're, we're, we we're already have plans underway to uh, take over this the land now lahaina has a lot of private property a lot of the places that were burned down were privately owned businesses um much of the property that was destroyed some of it was public some like you know like a park where the big banya trees were and and so forth um but there's there's a lot of private property that this all touches and so i don't I am not a conspiracy theorist to the degree that I just jumped to the automatic conclusion that this fire was set so that the governor could seize the land. But it sure doesn't help his cause any to be you know within 24 48 hours of the worst part of it being being caught on camera saying, "Well, we we've already got plans." Uh, to take it over that that, that's that's one very weird thing in the whole mix another another thing that's very strange is that the chief of police for Maui is John uh, Pelletier I think that's how you say his name Pelletier maybe Uh, I'm not sure anyway he was the um, he was the top guy on the Las Vegas police department that was in charge of the investigation into the Mass shooting that took place in Las Vegas a few years back. What that investigation? I've never heard a conclusion to, and I've never, I've, I've, I've never really heard an end of the story about. Um, and now he's the one that's in charge of the investigations into what's going on uh, in in Maui today. It's it's very bizarre. And friends, I there's a, there's a personal aspect to this that's very. Uh, heart-wrenching for me, uh, Maui is where I took the lovely bride for our honeymoon 20 years ago this month. It was 20 years ago this month that, um, and I had already been on the air in New York for a few weeks on AM 570 WMCA, um, but we, we had a little break for our wedding, and, I, and we went to Maui for our honeymoon and came back and I remember it being one of the most lusciously beautiful places I'd ever seen on planet earth and to see the aftermath of the fire is just devastating to know that a hundred people right now are confirmed dead with about a thousand missing devastating um and I know that if you're looking for good people that are doing recovery work there, I know that the Salvation Army is one of them that's doing a good job. There may be others, but that is the, uh, that is the, that is the one I would go to if I was, if I was um, looking to, to find an organization that I could put my trust in to, to make a donation to. But all that being said, my personal, you know, sadness about all of this, the um, kind of inexplicable placement of the Las Vegas chief investigator that is now the police chief for Maui that's going to be in charge of this investigation, and also the strange comments of the governor. All of that aside, yesterday on the other side of the country uh, in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, The president was, again, vacationing. He's vacationed a lot during his term. He's taken more vacation time than the last three presidents combined. But he was asked from quite some distance away while he was on the beach, sitting in his beach chair, staring at the ocean. He was asked if he had a comment to respond to the tragedy on the island of Maui. And his response back to the reporter was no comment. That reporter reported it. It went social media viral almost immediately. People were very confused about this. And when the president packed up his chairs and was about to get in his car, he was asked again, Mr. President, do you have anything to say about Maui? And he said again, no comment. Now, I don't know. Why someone would choose that path when this is part of your oversight? You're, you're, you're the president of the United States that includes all of the Hawaiian Islands and the people of Maui that I guess you would want to vote for you in a few months are hurting. And you, and you say no comment. There's not enough kindness in your heart to say, I'm I'm praying for the families. Uh our hearts go out to them. You know, we will we will see how the federal government can can assist. There was none of that said. And the president happens to be very good friends with the governor of Hawaii. They 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 were very chummy. They helped get each other elected. And it just, it, the way it was said and with kind of the, the terseness of it, it kind of made me wonder if the president thought the reporter was asking something that the reporter wasn't asking. Like, Mr. President, do you have anything to say about why the fire happened or how it broke out? He, they didn't ask any of that. They just said, do you have anything, any response for the people of Maui, you know, to, to the fires in Maui? And no comment would be something that if you had something to hide, you would say. But if you're just the public servant, if you're just the, the leader of the free world, why wouldn't you make just pause for a second? Think of something kind to say and then say, I, I send all my love and support to the families on Maui. I mean, churches in California were doing way more than that. Um they were doing drives for the people, and they've already got you know help headed that way. Very, just a very interesting and strange kind of set of events between uh, the, the, the governor, the president's no comment, the police chief, uh, and the mysterious nature of how the fire started that we still don't really fully understand. Anyway, just my thoughts on this Monday. Coming right back, we've got a lot to get to. Stay here. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor.
3: The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope and six years later... I am alive and well.
1: Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the oasis of hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results.
4: I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock, and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the South, We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions, and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down, and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped, right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all.
1: And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them. Uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out, uh, to get them to safety, and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number 888 342 1010, 888 342 1010, 888 342 1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime. 888-342-1010. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy. Uh, It's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most—vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc—you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of B C Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms, uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around. Stay protected by getting your own BC boost with BC boost. Go to bcboost.com. That's bcboost.com bcboost.com. Breaking
3: news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough radio.
1: All right, Kevin McCullough. Glad to have you with us. Well, you just heard my uh, monologue on the very kind of bizarre response that our our government has had towards the suffering of the people of Maui. Uh, churches on the West Coast in California seeming to rally and, and uh, mobilize uh, help and resources faster than the government. And I didn't realize this, but we've got we've got literally an an, an enormous military base less than a hundred miles from where. Uh, the fires took place and what the issue is there. Uh, but uh, again, back to the points of my monologue, the kind of suspicious nature of how the fire began, the strange kind of non-response of the president and also the governor of the state saying, uh, well, we've had a plan in place to try to get these lands for some time. Let me turn to someone who may know a little bit more than this, about this than I do, Brian Kavanaugh. He's a visiting fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Uh he specializes on border security and immigration policy, but he's also dealt with cybersecurity, technology, space policy, homeland security, and the like. Um, Brian, it's good to have you. Thanks for being here.
5: Uh, Thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Uh, Looking forward to this conversation. There are
1: a lot of people very worried right now, and it seems like the government's not doing much to assuage that worry. Um, What do you make of this?
5: Certainly think we're getting some mixed signals from the administration. Uh, Anytime the president is asked about uh, the care and concern for American people, especially those suffering through the tragedy that we witnessed last week in Lahaina, um, uh, you don't want to respond to the reporters with no comment. Um, To me, that's a cold response, does not demonstrate the empathy that one should be feeling in a leadership role uh, and sends mixed messages to those that you're going to be sending down um, forward to work in that area to help with the long term recovery.
1: Well, and let's let's uh, talk about some of these different things. Now, we don't as far as I know, other than some wild kind of conspiracy, some conspiratorial looking types of things on social media, I don't have a real good grasp on suggestions as to how this fire got going. I do know that in some of our more what they would call environmentally activist uh, regions of the country, sometimes when fires do get started, they get out of control very fast because what seem to be, quote unquote, environmental policies actually contribute to a larger amount of underbrush and other things that stay dry on the ground for a long period of time. And it just becomes immediate kindling whenever this happens. That's why in California you have such bad fires year after year when before you didn't when they cleared that stuff out. But aside from the start of the fire, what is your sense of where FEMA and the U.S. response is in terms of how it responded to the immediate emergency and and what they're doing now?
5: I think it's important to take a step back a little bit further and look at wildland fire management. And I think what you're seeing and just transmitted by the White House on August 10th, this supplemental appropriations under the auspice for supporting Ukraine. Um, the last two pages are on wildland fire management. And if you look at the request, th- there's not a request for how we do better at managing our wildland, uh, and preventing wildfires. What they're doing is, is, in fact, asking for increases to pay that they believe has been authorized under the infrastructure investment act or the inflation reduction act. Um, so you're looking here like department of agriculture is requesting $45 million. Department of interior is asking for $15 million. And one would, a- would assume that that's to enhance and do more on the front end to mitigate these wildfires and do that, that land management of clearing underbrush and, and helping have a healthy uh, ecosystem in these wildland areas when in fact, all they're doing is adjusting the base pay. Uh, in some cases, an increase of 50%. Wait,
1: the- Hold on. Our- hold on. I got to make sure I'm understanding this right. So the, the government's asking for more money for these departments where these fires uh, have occurred and have to be responded to. But in essence, it is to simply pay people more money for the work that they do, as opposed to strategizing techniques that would be more effective in managing them?
5: Absolutely. So what they're looking for here is they're stating that under the Inf- Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, uh, they receive temporary funding for pay increases. And those pay increases, uh, the funding will be gone at the end of September. So they're asking for this $15 million in, ag- in interior and $45 million in agriculture to cover uh, the increase in pay that they provided under the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which, by the way, they were, they were temporary funding increases.
1: Yeah, and I don't know when those went into effect, but I, it would seem to me that th- this the the priorities are completely askew. And you know, may I I posed this in my op- my opening statements. Maybe the president. Felt guilty about the lack of policy and was 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 kind of assuming people were asking him something that he wasn't being asked. Like, you know, do you have a response to how bad things are in Maui as opposed to comforting the Maui people? But it was still an odd response to say no comment regardless. Um, So if that's kind of the extent of what the, the feds are doing, when you look at that and you compare that to the amount of money they asked, for instance, for Ukraine, in this in this uh, expenditure request. I mean, we're still funding billions and billions and billions of dollars for something that I'm 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 having a hard time discerning our, our interest in.
5: I couldn't agree more. And I think when you take a step back and look at that supplemental request, it, it really begs to differ. Are they based in reality when they make these requests? Because the request also includes a $12 billion increase to the FEMA disaster relief fund. Uh, now, that is the account that uh, bears the brunt of any major disaster and covers the cost of doing these um, pre-disaster efforts, the preparedness, training and positioning of resources. Um, it's really interesting. And for somebody who tracks that account, that account was four point three billion dollars in projected deficit before before the end of this fiscal year. They made this request before they even understood this request came in on August 10th. And I'm I'm, one would be certain to assume it was not informed by the six billion dollars in estimated losses that the governor uh, of Hawaii says they have uh, as a result of these wildfires. And I I think one of the things you did mention, uh, Kevin, was what's the response look like? During my time in the National Security Council when I was brief- briefing President Trump, I always tried to manage expectations up front. The federal government getting involved in a disaster is usually a 48- to 72-hour machine to get all the wheels spinning and going in the right direction. But for somewhere like Hawaii, there's actually forward positioning of assets right? due to the fact that it's so remote. So to me, it's I scratch my head when I hear that they're having trouble getting resources there and having people in position to help, FEMA has a permanent logistics distribution center in Hawaii. That mechanism should have been stood up instantaneously. Um, Obviously, I think the wildfire started on August 8th, and you didn't see the um, major disaster declaration until August 10th. That one, to me, is probably a misnomer between the governor's office and FEMA. That request should have been much quicker than 48 hours, because once you hit the request, you're still, that's when you start your clock for when you'll see the federal government get involved. Right. Um, As you take a step back and look at that one, I think that might call to question, the governor's office, where was he, what was he doing? Uh, Was his team in contact with FEMA to make that request? Well, and why
1: is he even publicly talking about taking that land now? Like, okay, so maybe you have some sort of strategy and you're trying to work that through. The people that have those private businesses and homes and everything else on that land, that's the last thing they want to hear coming out of your mouth. And it's just, I don't know. It seems like the response to this has been really uh, just um, <laughs> uh, jarbled in every way. And I, I don't know how um, they, they fixed that except to just start over again. But Brian Kavanaugh of the Heritage Foundation, thanks for your insights and time today. We appreciate it.
5: Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate being on the show.
1: You got it. We'll have you back. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away.
2: Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule changing the world one life at a
4: time. I'm older, and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well-being.
3: I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in the cafeteria for three hours, and then I clean 300 steps, and then I I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours, because for an 80-year-old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work. I consider it a great success.
2: Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC.
1: are you or a loved one battling cancer discover oasis of hope an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing listen to this testimonial from michelle tucker a cancer victor
3: the third time i was diagnosed with breast cancer it had spread to my pancreas and my doctor had given me four weeks to live i went to oasis of hope and six years later I am alive and
1: well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888 500 4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888 500 4673. That's 888 500 4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results.
3: Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last twelve years, you've helped my pillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA.
2: When I got my pillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning.
3: That's why I invented my pillow. one get one free
1: offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products that's mypillow.com promo code kmc hi kevin mccullough i want to talk to you about immune systems you know that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold which happens to be a coronavirus covid19 rsv other upper respiratory infections plus maybe you feel uh, i don't know worn down or stressed out Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, it even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost, it's Combination of B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive. That's bcboost.com. bcboost.com.
0: Literating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio.
1: All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, we will still, yet to come on today's show, take a check of the Monday markets because I want you to be up to speed on how your money is doing. Uh, and Scott Martin from HillaryKramer.com is going to join us, looking forward to his assessment of all that. Um, over the weekend, I... There were a couple of things I wanted to um, kind of express. One of them, I I got into my townhall.com column, which you can go see uh, fairly easily. And it's basically why President Trump shouldn't play by, quote, the rules. And by the rules, I don't mean the law. I mean, the the, quote unquote rules of everyone that's trying to force him into a box to participate in an election uh, this year in the way that he wishes to. And this is really important on a couple of levels one. Th- so this last weekend in Iowa, th- they had the state fair and the state fair is a big deal for Iowa voters because the Iowa caucuses are going to be this fall. And then the Iowa, um, uh, the, the, um, not the Iowa caucuses, the Iowa uh, straw poll usually happens in the fall. And then they have the caucuses in January and that's their version of the primary. And it's the first state that that goes, although both parties had said something about maybe not letting Iowa go first this year, all that to say, I I don't know. I think that I was going to go first this year, but as a result, you have all of the presidential candidates, including the challengers on the democratic side. So Robert Kennedy has been out to Iowa um, I don't know if President Biden's gonna spend much time there. But you've had all of the Republicans show up, and Republicans I didn't even know were running. People names I don't even know. Have been there and they are talking to people and they are uh sitting down with uh people like the governor, uh, a Republican woman, uh Kim Reynolds, uh she has she hosted a thing called the Fair Side Chats. You get it like fireside chats But it's the fair side chats and former Vice President Pence and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis both kind of alluded to the fact that President Trump, who's not taking part in the fair side chats, was going to miss out on an opportunity. And they were they were trying to make him look bad in the media and. This on the same week that Mike Pence made a commercial about gasoline prices and energy and pretended to gas up his truck in which it was obvious to anybody that watched the commercial. He didn't know how to gas his truck up because he didn't even pull. He didn't even turn the the gas trigger on and it it went viral. The New York Post had a thing on it. It was it was all over the place. It was embarrassing. Um, I mean, if you're going to do a staged dramatic ad. Then do that ad in a way that's authentic so that people don't get distracted from your message and think that you're some sort of like, you know, ill-informed person because you don't know how to gas your car up and you're pretending to do so. Uh, Chris Christie also took part in the fair side chats, and he had some uh, – I don't understand the, the, New, the former New Jersey governor's participation in the presidential race. No one's asking him to run. Uh, and I don't I don't know where he has the money to run. I mean, the, the, this this man is not a favorable candidate for any public office after Bridgegate. He's just there's just not anything about him that is attractive to people. Uh And he he seems obsessed with former President Trump in his remarks anyway. So. Some of these candidates, they, they had their little chat with the governor of Iowa, and then they would say to the press, oh, it's a shame that President Trump didn't show up to which minutes after the final chat was had, Trump Force One, his airplane, not Air Force One, but his private plane landed in Des Moines. And within minutes, he had more people uh, at his event. Then had even attended the fair all, all week so far. And he made a speech and he said, I respect the voters of Iowa. That's why I've come here to do, 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 do. So the reason that I wrote the piece is that I don't know the, 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 the kind of charm of the Iowa campaign cycle is that the Iowans are supposed to be these tough deciders and they want to see if you're going to be a fighter for them. So they want to assess you in person. So you, you need to go flip pancakes or flip burgers or barbecue hot dogs or something and then talk to people as you serve them at the fair. And then you sit down with the governor and you kiss the ring. You do all the stuff that, you know, jump through all the hoops. And supposedly that's what makes Iowa voters uh, sympathetic towards you and maybe puts you at the lead of the Iowa caucuses which president trump lost in 2016 he run them he won them running away in 2020 but they don't have to do that with president trump because he did 4 years as president and they know exactly what he's about and iowa was way better off after the trump presidency than they were when he started so my my suggestion is for the former president don't worry about the naysayers campaign tell people what you're going to do people know that you've done it once. Just remind them that you're going to do it again and see where see where that gets you. All right, when we come back, it's a check of the markets with Scott Martin from HillaryKramer.com. Stay
4: here.
0: This July 4th, from Angel Studios, the force behind his only son and the chosen, comes an extraordinary true story of courage and redemption. Starring Jim Caviezel, the actor renowned for his unforgettable portrayal of Jesus and the Passion, and Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino. Inspired by remarkable acts of bravery, Sound of Freedom unveils the breathtaking true events of a dangerous mission to save young innocent lives. Sound of Freedom. Made at PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Go to angel.com slash freedom for tickets. Only in theaters July 4th.
1: For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, Women that have experienced some excruciating things, and I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. Utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves, and you do it when you call 888 342 1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. If
3: it's
0: happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCulloch Radio.
1: All right, Kevin McCullough, on a Monday, you know, we always try to help you uh, check your portfolio and just get an assessment of where your money's at as the week starts off, and uh, grateful to have uh, fun people to do it with, like the folks at HillaryKramer.com, Hillary not able (laughs) to be here herself, so Scott Martin, her trusted uh, senior advisor who is often uh, with us on these conversations, returns. Hello, Scott. Hello, Kevin. How are you on this bright Monday? It's always good to have you. The, uh, the bull market, is it over? Is it still going? What's, what's, the, what's the rule of thumb on this in terms of the thinking?
6: Uh, well, I think the uh, first answer is uh, the bull has barely begun to fight. Uh, people are getting a little nervous because they saw the last couple of weeks have been unpleasant. You know, the, the, the Treasury downgrade, we could talk about that some more. Bond, bond yields are going up past four percent People think that's the end of the world as it turns out though uh this bull has only gone maybe six weeks and uh if if it's dead now, it would be the shortest in history. that includes uh the great depression so uh we think uh there's there's still another five five years left in this
1: uh that's got to be encouraging given where the economy has been for much yeah. of the last three years.
6: Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I think the last three years have, uh, they've been such a roller coaster that people kind of forget where level ground is. And level ground is not so bad. You know, it's going to look like, uh, it's going to look really cold and weird and unpleasant after the wild ride, but it's actually pretty good for investors and it's good for Americans.
1: Now, if this is in fact the case, what is the Fed saying, thinking, doing uh, about, uh, you know, where we're at?
6: Uh, yeah, well, I think the Fed has been uh, the biggest dread factor in the last year, and uh, the Fed is pretty much done. They've tried, they've, they've actually succeeded, inflation uh, is not over with yet, but it's slowing down, they're actually getting some results, and that means that uh, maybe early next year rates start going down again. This is as bad as it gets.
1: I know that one of the things the Fed kept citing when it was doing the rate increases this last year was... The hot job creation market, Uh, it appears that for the last two to three months in a row, the job creation numbers have been very far off from what the government had hoped for. Is that the sign that the Fed has done as much as they need to do?
6: Yeah, pretty much. That's what they're waiting for. Uh, They're not hoping to crash the economy. Nobody wants that. Uh, If they do that, rates go right back to zero. What they're hoping for is things to calm down a little job market to uh, cool, and things to get back to that mythical normal.
1: Um, for the average investor, what does normal look like?
6: Normal looks pretty good. Uh, we went back, we did the math. Uh, in a normal year, the S&P 500, nothing fancy, you're not picking your own stocks, should get you about 8 to 11% a year, and that's enough to triple your money in a decade. So for like a retirement account, you know, something that you're looking long-term, just put it in there and you should get good results when it's time to cash out. Gotcha. Uh yeah, and you know, and that's uh that that's that's above inflation, which is better than what you get bonds right now.
1: Well Above inflation being significantly important.
6: Uh, <laughs> because yeah, if, if you're not making you inflation, you're falling
1: behind. Yeah, that's well. And that's what a lot of people did over the last three years. Um, oh, yeah. you know, working longer hours, uh, not necessarily losing work, but not quite making what they had been able to in the previous, um, iteration. So it's just, it was just a frustration. And I, I've described it to people as a kind of a slow, a slow bleeding out of of the economic ability. It wasn't that you know a lot of people got laid off like you know a massive crash, the Great Depression, etc. It was just like it took a you know it took a little bit out consistently over a long period of time, and people suddenly found themselves two to four thousand dollars behind. Uh, in earnings where they had been the year before on average per family. And that suddenly impacted things like braces and summer camp and things that, you know, maybe they had hoped to be able to do, but they weren't able to do, et cetera, et cetera. If we're, if we're turning a corner, I think that's going to be good news.
6: Oh yeah. I hear every word of that. And especially that fed fatigue, because, uh, you know, you've been working so hard. Everyone listening to this has been working so hard in the last few years and you feel like you're slipping behind and, uh, that's too bad. It it really is, but uh, it, maybe it stops someday. Yeah. Feels good All right.
1: Let's uh let's flip the page a little bit and do some do some picks cuz uh people always like to kind of know what uh, the experts are looking at and watching. What's what's one of your favorites on this Monday?
6: Uh yeah, on this Monday, we love a company called Axelis A C L S. Okay. They're uh and they do uh chip equipment, chip designs, so as uh, as the silicon boom moves back toward america and we start making our own semiconductors again uh this is a company to watch they're doing great things and we like them a lot better than like nvidia which we think is overdone you know but acls think about uh think about selling picks and shovels to the prospectors if if the prospectors are digging for chips acls is is giving them the shovels
1: Okay. That's a good way of looking at it. And you guys did like NVIDIA a couple of years ago, but uh they're they yeah. you said they're done.
6: Yeah, well we liked uh we love the company and we love the people and we love the uh, the products, but we love the stock at like two hundred billion dollars and here at like a trillion dollars, it's not really making that much more money. Right. So we think uh, you know, you would better off uh, with, with some of Hillary's favorites, Palantir, obviously in AI. Uh company called splunk s-p-l-k they do the data behind all these things and then if you just want the chips that that make the ai happen company called arm holdings is coming public later this year that's going to be huge so save your pennies for that one
1: okay arm holdings will be on the lookout for that what do you like outside the chip universe right now
6: Uh, outside chips uh we like a lot of things (laughs) Uh, but none are really coming to mind right now. It's, it's really all about technology right now. Uh, you know, go back to the names you liked last year. I think that that's the moral of what we're seeing in the last couple of weeks. Go back to like Moderna, MRNA, you know, the, the, uh, the vaccine company. They've dropped really hard and, uh, buy the dip, buy the dip on everything that you loved, uh, three weeks ago. Procter and Gamble even, you know, things like that.
1: Um, Hillary was telling us last week that um, things like hospitals, things like banks, um, you know, I should have asked you this at the beginning, but how has earnings shaped up for, you know, what people are looking at going into the fall?
6: Well, we think uh, we think the banks are good, but we would not buy them here. Uh, You know, we're not going to see a lot of big bank crashes. We thought I think we saw the last of that really six months ago. So like the Morgan Stanley's of the world, the, uh, the Citibank, the uh, the JP Morgans, they're going up, but not quite yet because they got a lot of fear to, to dig through first.
1: All right. So the big tip today, ACLS uh, chip design makers uh, that are going to be part of the chip revolution when it comes back to the U.S. shore. Scott Martin, we always appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away.
2: balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I ran this by my doctor. I always run it by her, everything I take, and I told her I've been taking this for a while. Is this this okay to take? She goes, oh, this is wonderful for you to take. Keep taking it. She goes, I approve this. This is very good. So she said, yes, this is one thing you can take that's very good. I'm not going to stop taking Balance of Nature. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee that's 1-800-246-8751 go to balanceofnature.com or call one 800 246 and get this special offer by using discount code kmc
3: hello i'm mike pendel inventor of my pillow thanks to your support you've helped my pillow become one of the fastest growing companies in america over the last 12 years you've helped my pillow create thousands of jobs right here in the usa
2: when i got my pillow
3: Buy one sec, get another one, absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one. Absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products.
1: That's mypillow.com promo code KMC.
0: This July 4th, from Angel Studios, the force behind his only son and the chosen, comes an extraordinary true story of courage and redemption. Starring Jim Caviezel, the actor renowned for his unforgettable portrayal of Jesus and the Passion, and Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino. Inspired by remarkable acts of bravery, Sound of Freedom unveils the breathtaking true events of a dangerous mission to save young innocent lives. Sound of Freedom. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Go to angel.com slash freedom for tickets. Only in theaters July 4th. You need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio.
1: All right, Kevin McCullough, final few minutes here on the big show today. And I just, you know, sometimes we talk about these issues in the construct of kind of will things ever be any better than they are now. And, uh, you know, last week, the state of Ohio had a piece of legislation uh, regarding uh, abortion limits. That did not get adopted by the uh, people of the state. It, they didn't; it didn't win. So, interesting thing here is that in in and there, there were several mouthpieces in talk radio across the country that were saying, you know, maybe Republicans shouldn't talk about abortion. Maybe it's just going to be too hot of a topic. Uh, maybe it's you know too lively of a third rail, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I am. I am not of that persuasion. I think that if we're going to talk about abortion limits, we have to do so in a winsome way. We have to talk about the identity and the personhood of the child. We have to help them understand that their DNA is separate from the mom's DNA. It's not it's not her body that is being destroyed. It is the child's life that is being destroyed. I think there are winsome Mild ways that we can talk about that with our friends and neighbors over our back fences uh, on our front porch uh, when we when we are interfacing with people that may disagree with us. I think there are ways that we can do that. Having said that, um, there is a little piece of good news um, because. Oklahoma, uh, which became the second state after Roe was overturned behind Texas to pass a bona fide abortion ban. In other words, they're not going to allow the practice to be practiced in their state at all going forward. Um They reviewed their stats for 2022 and discovered that literally tens of thousands of babies' lives were, in fact, saved. And their abortion rate dropped to absolute zero uh, after Roe was overturned and after their legislation went into effect, which means that uh, somewhere around 20,000 babies were actually born instead of aborted in that state. I know that there will be people that will listen to that and say, but, you know, what kind of life will those children have? Well, having a life is better than being dead. Um, there, there's a, There's a number of ways that we can have that conversation, and I'm all for having it in a winsome way. But I do think that there is something to the truth that you can't come in and make this the only thing that you run on in 24. I think you've got to run on the, the entirety of the choice. What are the choices uh, that the left is offering? What are the choices that the right is offering? Which one do you line up with? Which one does your faith, your conscience, your belief system, your worldview, which one do you line up with? Um, Do you believe that you should give more of your money to the government so that other people can have it and not have to work? If that's your belief, you're going to side with one side or the other. But I do think that when you make the case and when you convince the people that the winsome side of life will continue to win. And I'm not particularly pessimistic on it having a negative impact, even on the top of the ticket uh, for 2024. The country is going in the wrong direction and we need to do everything we can to make a U-turn and turn it in a different one as quickly as possible. I'm Kevin McCullough. We'll be back tomorrow.